This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, July 14, 2010. I'm Caleb Brown. A fiscal commission is painting a grim picture for U.S. debt, and getting a handle on that debt sooner rather than later means cutting entitlements. That advice is easy to give to the future, but hard for politicians to take in the present. And as baby boomers retire in larger and larger numbers, the price of inaction is rising rapidly. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the new book, Social Security, A Fresh Look at Policy Alternatives. He comments. What are these fiscal commissions supposed to do? What is their function? Uh, fiscal commissions generally are suspected to be a way of avoiding having to make a decision about certain issues uh, immediately to basically postpone the uh, issue by uh, appointing a commission, letting them deliberate for a year or more, and then looking at the report, and then saying maybe if you don't want to uh, take the recommendations to heart and implement the policies, then say, you know, there are good reasons to ignore the report, and then so we do nothing. Uh, these strategies are used, I think, generally for very tricky and politically very uh, difficult choices that we all face in the nation. This commission is providing uh, President Obama with information that he probably doesn't want. That is, that the outlook for debt in the U.S. is not, not good. It's not good both in the short term and in the long term. With this recession... And with the implications of the health care, uh, new health care law that expands the uh, entitlements to the uninsured, uh, we are going to see uh, rising and more than a trillion dollar deficits annually, at least over the next 10 years, according to the CBO projections. And thereafter, the problem even, I mean, this is not a benign situation by any means, but the problem grows even worse as the baby boomers retire and uh, are due to be paid benefits on account of Medicare and Social Security and Medicaid. Uh, So there is no end in sight to the deficits. It's a far cry from just a decade ago, I guess, when uh, officials uh, in the government were projecting surpluses as far as the eye could see. Now we have deficits, not just as far as the eye can see, but right now going through as far as the eye can see. So it's uh, rather um, uh, we are caught between a rock and a hard place with these rising debts and deficits. The general, generally, the way to approach a problem such as the projections of massive debts is to consider what the options are and what the trade-offs are, and in addition to consider. What should come first? What concern should come first? Should we think about getting out from under this heavy debt burden by, let's say, borrowing from abroad when we need the money to pay uh, these benefits to seniors? Well, that'll just exchange one kind of debt to our seniors for another kind of debt, that is to foreign uh, lenders. So that's not really solving the problem. That's, again, punting the problem ahead into the future. We can't grow ourselves out of the problem because even growth rates uh, of real 5 or 6%, that is inflation-adjusted growth rates of 5 or 6%, would not be adequate. Uh, Part of the reason that's the case 
is that many of these entitlement programs like social security and so on are linked to how fast we grow. The obligations of these programs are linked. So the faster we, or the growth is good because there'll be more to distribute to everybody. It doesn't mean that the uh, programs such as social security and Medicare and so on will improve in terms of their financial condition and their solvency. So growth is not a way out of the debt problem. In fact, uh, even the, the liberals' most desired policy option, tax increases, is not a solution because tax increases would devastate the economy to the extent that we would simply increase taxes on corporations and on individuals to finance uh, these payments. That would reduce incentives to work and save and invest and acquire education and skills and so on. And we would suffer a decline in the growth rate. So, so uh, we can't borrow our way out of the problem. We can't grow our way out of the problem. Uh, we can't tax our way out of the problem. So that just leaves a reduction in our benefit commitments as the, as, as the first option that we should consider. The argument for uh, austerity, um, even among people who say, well, we need deficits now, but of course we need austerity at some point in the future, the issue of credibility is, is key. And it, it, I don't know what, how anyone could look at uh, the last few years of uh, the U.S. economy and Congress and the president and conclude that a commitment to austerity is a credible one. Right. I completely agree that the commitment to austerity has to be credible. The problem is, when do you announce it? When is the policy announced? If we just adopt a uh, stance that we need deficits now to bail the economy out of a recession, and we can sit back and relax and wait for the future to show up before we announce any austerity program, that's just the wrong way. That's just putting the cart before the horse. We cannot grow ourselves out of the problem. Uh, in fact, addressing this problem will help us achieve faster growth. That should be the sequence. So without announcing a credible way ahead of time, uh, with a long lead time, cuts in entitlement commitments of the government, that convinces markets and convinces, convinces investors to invest in the U.S. economy and buy U.S. Treasury bonds and lend money to us for investment now, unless that commitment is credible, the funds will stay away. I know funds are flowing towards the U.S. economy now because market participants believe that at some point in the future, there'll be these credible announcements about policy adjustments in the future. Uh, but unless it comes really soon, uh, we are fast approaching a point of no return where investors will shy away because they're afraid of a sovereign default by the U.S. government because it cannot rein in these commitments. And the commitments will become increasingly locked in as the baby boomers approach retirement age and enter retirement. At that point, it's too late for us to do anything but provide those benefits somehow or the other, which means only a disastrous and economically devastating solution, which is steep tax increases. So credibility has to go hand in hand with early announcement of this policy. So the people's expectations about what's coming for them in the future in terms of their own personal decisions about how to adjust in their work decisions, when to retire, how much to work, how much to save, in order to adjust for the reduced 
government commitment on uh, for their uh, retirement benefits to keep up their living standards during retirement, those adjustments will be beneficial for the economy because more work, more saving will add capital and workers into the economy will grow faster, which will in turn reduce the size of the adjustment we'll have to make eventually if the economy grows bigger. So the idea is not that growth will bail us out out of this problem, but addressing this problem ahead of time, early enough, with a credible commitment to reducing these entitlement obligations will help us grow faster. Jagadish Gokhale is a senior fellow at the Cato Institute and author of the new book, Social Security, A Fresh Look at Policy Alternatives. Get your copy at cato.org.